0: This is The Balancing Act by Security Compass, your guide to going fast while staying safe in today's digital world. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast today. Uh, our guest today is Glenn Notman, uh, who comes with a lot of experience uh, in constructing programs. And uh, so it's a pleasure to have you today with us, Glenn.
1: Thanks, Altaz. It's a pleasure to so. be here
0: So uh, I guess let's just kick off the conversation and uh, talk about this idea of balanced development automation. Uh, We know that historically teams in the DevOps space have focused largely on automating their pipelines and focused largely on technical activities. Uh, but this idea of balancing the development now with the business needs of risk and security and and those kinds of things is beginning to emerge. So my first question is, how do you construct a balanced development automation program?
1: Okay. Um, There's a few things that you have to think about for it. So when you talk about a balanced development program, I mean, the, the, the core mandate of a development team is to build and, and build it clean build it quick and automation is 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 just two good things going on. It's much faster. I can spin up a container a, a virtual container and and start building applications like within minutes on, on in a cloud environment. Or I can give them a test lab and a test space and they can start doing it by themselves. That's one Same at the same time JIRA and other tools means that they can they can hit their development with thousands and thousands of automated tests to make sure that it's clean and 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 that it, it will meet their needs the challenge is when you only have one perspective so developers look from a development point of view did the code pass is it clean did did the is the app doing what the functionality is supposed to be doing but they need to take a you know an operational concern would be are any risks that we know about um taken care of is the data going to flow smoothly what happens if the data that we've got in production is, is uh, unstructured and, and hits a, a structured field and, and the application starts to fail and so you introduce this complexity that's been built and tested in a purified environment into an operational environment and it goes kludgy so then you end up with you know break fix and and, and emergency changes and all kinds of stuff and, and then the code they developed in the first place isn't what is actually in, in existence so how do you fix it? Well, the first thing you got to do is operations has to clearly say, these are the limitations. These are the controls that you need to meet from a production point of view. But security has to then equip this, the, the development team with an awareness of what's required from a security controls point of view. The, um, and then uh, risk and compliance, the same thing. There are certain guardrails that we have to put in place. And then teach the developers it's part of your job. The, the, in the 70s, we found out that, that people, you know, when, when you waited in manufacturing until, until the end, it was really expensive in rework and, and it cost the company money and you never got a fit for purpose product. So they developed total quality management and they came forward with this approach of everybody inspects and everybody takes ownership of producing, producing a quality product. And the big thing they found out, it's much cheaper to stop the line at the beginning of a problem than at the end of a problem. And, and fix it in, in flight. So, what do we need to do in, in, in the industry? Is we need to take a look at this model, the three levels of defense. And, and, and the first level of defense are the people who have their hands on the product. Dev now, because of, of technology and capability, are the builders, and they need—they're the front line. They're the first level of defense. So, you've got to teach them from, and those four perspectives have to come together, and, and you have to get people to understand. It's not ops job, and it's not security's job, and it's not uh, compliance's job. It's our job to make sure we've got the right controls in place. So we work together to say what's possible, what's feasible. And then this is the beauty of those automated tests. You, you build those controls into the testing library, and when, the, when development's rolling out, they hit a button, and boom, it's been tested 10,000 times for the controls that you've defined. And they take ownership of the result. If it, if it fails, they'll come back and recode it and fix it so but until you equip them with the with that knowledge and awareness they don't see it because because they're all about the build and get it done and then the second line of defense becomes those security and risk other teams that can look in and say do we have adequate controls is there issues and help with any kind of remediation of, of, of negative test results and then third line of defense is a traditional audit and 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 senior management boards that look in and, and provide an end-end governance and say, okay, I mean, NIST is amazing for developing the security controls we need to look at as an example. Carnegie Mellon's got a risk framework. FAIR's just coming out. There's different things emerging to say, hey, let's make sure that the business is protected. And, and, and that's how you build the program is, is you encourage, you teach, and you, and you work together.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. So you've touched on... Uh, this idea that we need to integrate the needs of various stakeholders uh, from the beginning as we consider this idea of balanced development. Um, when you take a look and see that the needs traditionally perhaps have been different, um, when you look at integrating the needs of, of these various stakeholders and sort of coming together, uh, you know, in the past we would have to think about dev and ops, but now it's dev and ops and, and security and risk and and, and other stakeholders in this, can you talk a little bit about the the idea of integrating the needs of all of these people together to try and drive balanced development?
1: It's crawl, walk, run. I mean, the two thoughts in my head. One is, you know, if you get a committee, design a horse, they'll come up with a camel. But maybe you needed a camel because you had to get across the desert. And, and so when you start combining these perspectives, you're going to have natural dynamic tension. Ops is about don't mess up my production floor, I have to get stuff out the door. The business is about I've got this new fancy application, console, module, whatever that I need to have in order to make sales happen. Development's all about I'm gonna build this new stuff and move things forward. But IT traditionally, organizations have had organic growth. They, you know, Greenfield have, have a great advantage, they don't have legacy to deal with, they can build pure and clean. So they get there faster, but at a certain point, they don't have the economies of scale or the customer base or the data or anything else. Uh, so, so you bring people together, you focus on a, a common outcome. What's the result you really want? And it, it, it's something that's working for the business need or for the organizational need. Um, and, 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 and then Scrum, Agile, different techniques can be used to say, okay, what's my user case? What, what, what's, what's my story? That I need to create. What's the result going to look like? And then, okay, from my perspective, what do I need? I need to run clean in my environment. From a security perspective, what do you need? Well, it needs to meet these controls that have been put up by the regulators. From a business point of view, well, it needs to be accessible by you know a billion users on the internet or 17 people who log into you know, a single sign-on. However, those needs are in- described, and it's the combination. It's so so. It's it's a. Uh, a matrixed cooperative approach. And, and sometimes you sacrifice speed of delivery for sanity of, of production. But the other side is sometimes you sacrifice the other way where you say this has to be out as a business reason and all these other things happen. The risk is you build it today and six months, six days, six years from now, it causes an issue in the business and now it's visible. And now you've got the regulatory body coming down and saying, how could you let this happen And the newspapers? are asking, um, you know, how was this flaw not detected? And it's because everybody's got their own narrow perspective. And until we start combining, I mean, everybody drives on the highway. We have the lines on the highway to keep us, you know, painted so that we've got guidance on, on staying in our lane, but then we've got guardrails on the highway to stop us from having major accidents. And the teams coming together and cooperating, that's lines on the highway. The compliance and the security stuff that we have to have in place, those are guardrails. And, and, and some of them are must-dos, not nice to have. And, and part of that discussion from a security point of view, the DEB, SEC, OPS, the three focuses, DEB is about I need to build it, not just fast, but clean. So what's clean? What, what, what's, what's fit for purpose? Operations is about I need to run production so it doesn't get broken. So I need you to feel fit for purpose, and I don't want to say no and say stop because I'm going to get yelled at by the business and everything else. I want to be able to say, okay, now I know it's clean. What are my tests that I can? You can show me in your automation that says it's it's clean for good, and then security's got to come in and say it's not my job to be the cop. My job is to help you understand these are the guardrails we must meet, and then if you're stuck, be the coach. So so. And in all those cases, you're, you're the doer and you're the advisor, and and, and it's it's that I, the dynamic tension because because my driver is yeah I can wear any of those hats security I want to be the most secure place in the world, but uh, but um, from a production point of view uh, you know I know how to make the system so it can't be can't be hacked let no one log in, well that's stupid that's a bad decision but but that's a way to make it happen to be perfectly secure then right um, and then. And, and, and that's the nuance is, is, is it's all give and take. Uh, the big thing behind security, when you talk DevSecOps and making it happen, is there's compliance and regulatory requirements out there that say these are the must-dos. And, and, you know, production is nice to have. Deb wants to build it. But, but especially, you've got to stitch that security stuff in. Otherwise, it's going to hit the 11th hour, and you're going to get caught by surprise.
0: I appreciate that. Wonderful. Well, that brings us to the end of the time for the podcast today. Glenn, I just want to say thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it.
1: I appreciate being here. I'm happy to help and take any questions if people want to talk about it in the future.
0: Sounds good. Stay safe. Bye can't get enough of the balancing act make sure to check out our website at www.securitycompass.com and be sure to subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to podcasts for more episodes